Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to Help, I Have a Teenager, the podcast that's here to answer all your questions about the new teen age. My name is Jo Lamble. I'm a mum of two adult children, a clinical psychologist and the co-author of a book called The New Teen Age, How to Support Today's Tweens and Teens to Become Healthy, Happy Adults. And my name's Dr Ginny Mansberg. I'm Jo's co-author of The New Teen Age. I'm also a GP and we've got six kids in our blended family. Now, our first question today was emailed to us by Debbie. And Debbie says, Dear Ginny and Joe, I need help in so many ways that I don't even know where to start. And I don't know if it's all just because I'm losing control of my 14-year-old son or because I grieve and yearn for the kid he used to be or if things are really a problem that I need to fix. Let's start with boundaries. He's pushed all of them and we've given in too many times trying to be empathetic parents who listen. Keeping devices out of bedrooms didn't work because we live in a small space and my kid is huge and loud and invasive, so it suited everyone for Xbox and phone interactions to go into his room. The phone has to be on the charger downstairs by 9.30pm and total phone usage time is four and a half hours. It's a long way from where we started and now he's pushing for more. But in my mind, there's no more. We're at the limit. School holidays are our biggest problem. My husband felt that we should let him off the reins in school holidays. Well, he's gone nuts. Non-stop sleepovers, staying up all night. I'm too embarrassed to even tell you his phone usage time. Next, the sleepovers. He's obsessed with them. New friends who I don't know. I maintain that I must talk to the other parent first. And this has been okay, but then some parents let them stay up all night. But then is there a problem with this? They're safe indoors, just awake and wild. Is that just me wanting to control him? I tried to encourage that the friends stay at our place instead. A, so I can see what the heck they do, and B, to have more control. They seem to just want to be awake. Silly boy antics. Xbox, movies, popcorn. When he does sleep at home, he shows very little care or empathy for us or his sibling. He sees a no to a sleepover as a punishment, no matter how I phrase it. And then having this awful version of my son at home is upsetting for everyone. And in the end, not even worth it for his younger sister who adores him and craves his attention and for us, his parents. Can you please offer any suggestions? Oh, Joe, poor doll. Yeah, Debbie, look, we're really feeling for you. You do sound like you're grieving to some extent and that's understandable because it sounds like you feel like you lost your son to his friends. I mean, some parents worry that their kids aren't social and they just wish that they would hang out with a friend or two and others worry like you that all their kid wants to do is be with their friends. We all worry about something. I think the key here, Debbie, is to let him know that you get him, that you get how social he is and you get that he gets his energy from other people. 
and outside of his home. You know, he really gets it from his friends. It does sound like a real extrovert. And then as his parents, your job is to help him manage that extroversion. How can he get that social fix that he needs to feel alive? Because it sounds like whether he's on the Xbox with friends or in the phone at night and then with sleepovers and in the holidays, it's all about communicating with his friends. So if you just try and just say no because you need to get enough sleep, that's not resonating with him, obviously. But if you say, look, we get you, we know you need a huge amount of social interaction. So let's all work together to how you can get enough social interaction or get a lot of social interaction, but not at the expense of your well-being and your health. I mean, he's 14. It sounds, Debbie, like you're pretty comfortable with what they're doing in as much as they're just being boys. They're just being 14-year-old boys. And the biggest issue is that they're doing it a lot and they're losing sleep over it and the hurt of him wanting to be with his friends so much. And not being that pleasant at home. Yeah. So I think if we unpack that, he's biologically programmed to actually seek out his peers at this age. And as Joe says, there's some kids who need that more than others, but all of them are starting to move away from their family unit and try and move closer to their peers. Now that's a normal biological urge and I wouldn't be too freaked out by that. It doesn't mean that there's anything terrible about a home life or anything like that. It's just a normal thing. And I'm kind of relieved that they want to watch movies and eat popcorn and not vape and sneak out of the bedroom window at night and go and do worse things or steal or do graffiti, which is actually not uncommon for 14-year-old boys. So it sounds like he's a good kid with his head screwed on right and who, you know, is finding like-minded kids, which is kind of good. As Joe says, it's just a matter of, I guess, separately unpacking how his health is and is his lack of sleep contributing to a poor health. And if you one an entire chapter of that, I'd go and read the very first chapter of The New Teenage, which is all about why it's so important for teens to get enough sleep, which is, by the way, nine and a quarter to nine and a half hours a night. It's even more than you think. So he's probably more sleep deprived than you think. Then your feelings about this sort of hurt and rejection that you're feeling right now, and then how he manages this incredibly social personality. I'd say most of it is pretty positive. Yeah, yeah. As I said, because I'm Parents can really worry when their teen isn't social. The other thing is, I mean, you might not love this idea, Debbie, but including friends over in your house, not just for sleepovers when they're in his room, but for a family dinner, you know, choose a friend to come over or maybe a friend take them away on holidays. I had a friend growing up whose family always invited me to their beach holidays because their daughter was pleasant to be around if she had a friend there. So that's often a really nice way to tell him, I get you, you want friends, but we want your time too and we love hanging out with you. So let's combine the two. And if, Debbie, because it did sound like you had asked for the sleepovers to be at your place, if he's saying, no, the sleepovers at our place are so lame, we're not doing that, find out why and see if you can get him, as Joe always says, to articulate his reasoning for wanting to have a sleepover where they stay up all night and you can articulate back your concern about the lack of sleep and see what he has to say. And then just one last thing, Jean, I'd say for you, Debbie, just make sure you surround yourself with you know, supportive friends during this time when you are grieving a bit people who can remind you that you're a fabulous mother, but more importantly, you're just a fabulous person who loves your family. And just remember that all the hard work you've put into having good connection with your son when he was younger, that will pay off in the end. That connection will be there and the relationship will be there in the end. 
If you'd love unlimited access to everything women are talking about right now, subscribe to Mamma Mia. An annual Mamma Mia subscription includes online access to every Mamma Mia event, subscriber-exclusive stories, podcasts and videos from Australia's leading independent women's media brand. Okay, Ginny, our next question is from our anonymous form. My 14-year-old son has always been super self-conscious and doesn't like talking to adults. He's chatty and funny around us and with his friends, but doesn't really initiate conversation or give much away when asked questions by other adults, even his grandparents. My in-laws find this especially hard and make judgmental comments about him or let me know that they're hurt by his lack of conversation. I've tried talking to him about it and asking him to make more of an effort with his grandparents. It doesn't work. My sister tells me I should just let him be the person he is, which I agree with, but it's hard not to feel defensive when my in-laws are criticising him. Should I be doing anything to help him or am I just taking on my in-laws' issues with him? Are you scrolling through your head all the people like this boy (laughs) that you know? Yes, definitely. And we love them, right, because not everybody is an extrovert, not everybody is comfortable being in the limelight and having all the questions poked at them. They're often very happy to sit in a crowd and just be part of it, but they don't love being the centre of attention. Now, as long as that is not costing him in any other relationship, so it's not to the point where he gets anxious if anybody talks to him because at some point he's going to need to answer questions at school or, you know, go for a job interview. So as long as he's not paralysed by his shyness, most people grow out of it to a certain extent but they stay introverted and that's fine. I mean, the world takes on different people. My concern is that his grandparents feel hurt and he's not trying to hurt them. It's just the way he is. But the more hurt they are by him, the more anxious they make him and the less he desires to want to do things their way. And I'm not sure you're going to change him. All that's going to happen is that he's going to feel really bad about himself and then really bad about them. And it's not going to give them the relationship that they want with him and I'm wondering if there can be a conversation maybe without him in which it's explained to them that when he doesn't talk a lot it doesn't mean he doesn't love you he does he's just really really shy Joe, your thoughts yeah I'd agree with that I'd start with a really gentle chat to your in-laws or maybe your partner can do that to tell them remind them as you say this is nothing against them that he does love them and remind them that he's a wonderful person and that when he's comfortable and relaxed, he is chatty and funny, but he's for some reason finding it a little tricky to bring that side out of him. And possibly could they help that situation because they are the adults. So if they can help it by maybe backing off a bit and not peppering him with questions. So you're basically giving him two messages. You are fine the way you are, but if you'd like our help in this situation, let us know and we can help. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, Ultimately, if your parents-in-law, I guess, get that really loud and clear that it's not that he doesn't love them, it's just that he gets really anxious when the questions are fired away, maybe if, for example, he loves fishing, which is something that, you know, requires a tinny, requires you to get up at the crack of dawn, you know, it's a bit of an effort, you've got to go buy some bait and it's not every parent's idea of a good time, maybe granddad could just 
take him fishing and there's a lot of quiet time on a boat, I wouldn't do that now because they're just going to go, great, time for one-on-one, no mum there, pesky mum there trying to answer the questions for him. We'll just drill him with questions now. I think just if it's going in the right direction, maybe they can find some special thing that he likes to do and do it with them where there's a lot of just comfortable silences. And if they can accept that comfortable silence is his expression of love until he gets there, it'll happen. Give it time. Another suggestion to your in-laws might be to say, instead of just peppering him with questions, you know, how was school, you know, who's your friend, what subject do you like, instead of saying that, for them to tell some stories. You know, they could say what they've been up to, what it was like for them going to school, what it was like for them as teenagers. So instead of your son having to be you know, performing and giving appropriate answers, he could just be the one listening and maybe asking further follow-up questions to the grandparents. And that might be a really way to interact. And they might need to ameliorate their responses to different grandchildren because some grandchildren love being the centre of attention. When grandma and grandpa come over, it's all about me. And the grandparents feel like they need to be inclusive and ask everybody questions. And so you can let them know really quietly, oh, James loves that. Just ask away. He is like, you know, pig in mud with that, you know, not so much this other one. So just give them permission to not feel like they need to just spray the questions everywhere. But that's all we've got time for this week. If you have a question, please email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or you can use the anonymous form in our show notes. This episode was produced by Tia Usich. I'm Jo Lamble. I'm Ginny Mansberg. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>